What does Story North mean to you? Hard work, dedication, passion, drive. The ability to help other people in the community, businesses, organizations, uh, get their message across. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Finding Fire podcast. I'm your host, Matt LaFlam, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Miller. And today, we got to sit down with Kevin Jacobson and Annie Harla. And Kevin, local celebrity, maybe you've seen him on the news once or twice, Annie Harla, frequent public speaker, former school board member, owners of Story North Production. We got to sit down and hear about their exciting new adventure, diving into and creating a video production company. And Annie and Kevin are dear friends of mine. And it was so great to sit down with them and really hear what was driving them to make this leap into entrepreneurship. These are two of the most genuine people that I think I know. You know, Kevin coming from the news background, Andy being very involved in the community. If you've seen them on TV, they're the same as they are in person. And you'll hear this throughout this episode with their stories and just how much passion they have and how that's portrayed into uh, Story North Productions. So we're excited for you to listen to this. Don't forget to follow us at Finding Fire Podcast and please leave us a review. Enjoy this episode. My opening question is going to be, Kevin, first off, congratulations on Thank your you. first day. Did you sleep in? No, I was in the office at 8 o'clock in the morning. All right. So in no the, sleeping in. in <laughs> 8 a.m. in the office, and where is where is the office now? Well, the commute is pretty short. Uh, two flights of stairs, all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. And the name of your new company? Story North Productions. Okay. Uh, And I have Annie to credit uh, for coming up with that name. Um, We talked not too long about it, uh, pitched a few ideas via text while Annie was working, and she's like, no. No, I was on my lunch break, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Annie uh, offered up uh, one or two suggestions, and we landed on Story North Productions. So initially, and I know you're going to ask this stuff, but initially Kevin had been working as Kevin Jacobs in creative. And then there was a point in time where I started being brought in on some strategy. And then we decided to go together. And so we had to come up with a new name that wasn't just his identity that Mm. kind of encompassed our company. Yep. And we figured um, we like the, where we are, the geography of our our location. Uh, We're in Northern Minnesota. So we wanted to work that into the uh, company name somehow um, and a big part of our video production company and our mission is all around storytelling. So not just video, uh, but what's the story behind um, a company or a family wanting to do a video uh, business. Um, so we wanted to make sure a story was involved. So Story North and then obviously productions for the video aspect. Very cool. And I think telling that story too, just knowing your client's brand is probably a huge part in that. Absolutely. You know, each organization or individual or family we talk to is unique. And that's actually what drives people to that business or to connect with them. And a lot of what we're doing is actually trying to have video and production that drives people to action. 
Are you going to buy something? Are you going to connect something? Are you going to learn something? How are you actually called to action through that video? And how do we elevate that story? I think that's a side that a lot of people don't see when they think of a videographer or video production. They just think, oh, they're going to come video. But to learn just in depth of who they are, what their business is about, what are their values, what are their goals, I think... I'm interested to learn more about this during this conversation is just, you know, what is your process to learn more about them? And we're not just going to video you, video you and then leave and say, okay, until next time. Right. <laughs> and there are some cases where, you know, there are jobs where we show up, uh, shoot video, uh, edit it and deliver mm -hmm. the, the product. Um, but other times somebody may come to us and say, we don't know what we want to do or how we want to do this, but we know we need some sort of video content, uh, whether it's a, you know, quick social media video or, you know, a five minute onboarding video for a company. Um, that's where Andy and I can then sit together, work together on how do we, how do we picture this? How are we going to make this happen? And then obviously having a good in-depth conversation with the client. Got it. Very cool. And for anybody that's listening and hasn't seen or heard about Story North Productions, what is it that you actually do? What are the services that you're providing? Uh, good question. So, uh, video, <laughs> but again, um, expanding upon that, um, the pre-production aspect, you know, doing the interview process with the client of what they're looking for, what kind of message do they want to send, where do they want that message sent? Do they want it on social media, on a website, or on TV? Um, you know, what kind of scripting goes into it? What kind of graphics are involved? Uh, is there that kind of work involved? And then from pre-production, um, you know, we kind of put it together, uh, put up a put together proposal for the client uh, for them to check off and say, hey, this is exactly what we are looking for. This is maybe more than we could have ever thought or imagined that we needed. Um, and then we, you know, come to a shooting day, right? So there may be interviews. And so there's going to be some research, some background um, about the client um, to make sure we have a good conversation. Um, I'm not a fan of the word interview. It's always about a conversation. Um, and then, you know, getting the video that goes along with it. Uh, and then there's the editing, the post-production process of putting it all together, uh, forming that story in a cohesive, comprehensive um, product. So to land the plane on that really great overview, I would say we're a turnkey solution. So you can come and work with us. If you have a vision, we can bring you from taking our what we need from the start. You need, when you're coming to us, you want to show people what's going on. You could write about what you're doing. You could write a grant, for example. And grant writing is so different. But you could pull that. We can take that information and pull it into story by showing people and then have it um, open the door, for lack of a better term, from Turnkey Solution to, um, to share your message with people. Awesome. And I think visual is such an important key that not a lot of businesses utilize, right? So the service that you're providing is super advantageous for companies, right? Yeah, so that's the, really where we jumped into the market. So maybe we could, so I've worked in, I'm born and raised in this area, grew up, um, graduated from Central and was a boomerang kid, moved away <laughs> for a while, came yeah. back in about 2008 and managed grants in the region for about 12 years. Took a stint in um, uh, kind of with youth programming for the region and then was also, uh, did a lot in public health. Then I was, uh, I served on the Duluth School Board for a term and did some other uh, political work. And then now I work in um, highway heavy construction and I'm, I'm actually gonna stay in that. So a lot of people are asking, well, you're launching this business, but this is, 
I'll, I'll actually be owning the business. Kevin will be my employee. We're a woman-owned mm-hmm. business um, and, and a partnership. We're going to come back to that. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, as we took a look over the last number of years and through my experience with tons of different sectors, video is something that just people always need. I, I need mm-hmm. 30 seconds of this or I need uh, I need eight an eight-minute overview to teach people about the culture of my company or I'm a family that needs to adopt and I want to tell our story and I happen to marry a really great storyteller and when we when we started dating and even until a few years ago um did you, has anybody seen that um the Christmas Jammies family mm-hmm. okay so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he's like this he was a news anchor for a long time that moved into making video production and when it came out it was maybe 2000 2000 a number of years 12, ago 13 yeah they make like a family Christmas video. I was like, man, this guy left the news. You think you'd ever go into video production? And Kevin was like, nah, I'm news for life. <laughs> well, bring us to this last year and talk about. Our- yeah. And yeah. For, for people that don't know, if you've ever been out mm-hmm. with Kevin, um, you may be walking down the street and from afar, you may hear, oh my God, it's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not just Annie or Matt or Ryan here that say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, up until uh, just a couple days ago, I worked in television news. Um, I actually moved to Duluth in 2008 to take an anchor job um, at CBS3 or KDLH back then. Uh, and then over the years, moved my way into um, news management as assistant news director and then recently news director in 2017. Um, but before that, you know, grew up in New York, um, worked at a couple stations in uh, New York and Connecticut uh, and in Sioux City, Iowa as well. Um, and I came to Duluth, figured, all right, I'll be here for a couple of years, see what's going on, uh, and then move on at some point, like a lot of journalists do, um, mm-hmm. to move up. Uh, but then I realized, okay, this is a great area, uh, good station, lots of um, opportunities, moved my way up, which was great. Um, and then uh, met Annie, who's from Duluth, and now I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> what um when did you realize Duluth has such a strong community and how do you see that playing in the importance of your new of your new venture Yeah so I think uh working in TV news obviously seeing how uh, involved people are in the day-to-day news in politics um in their community I think it's so important um that's something that just stood out to me about Duluth is just you know how involved people are You know and I I think I was telling the story of Duluth since I, I went to college down at St. Mary's and I always had, remember the Duluth is a cool city shirts? Yeah. <laughs> I used to wear it in college and people were like, you talk about Duluth all the time. And then moving back here and working and then getting the opportunity to serve in leadership positions or just meeting people, getting to share this amazing region that everybody says, oh, I love vacationing in Duluth. And I'm like, we get to live mm-hmm. in a place where people get to vacation every day. So if I want to go to Park Point, I get to. I don't have to drive a couple of hours. And now we get to run a business here um, and support that. I'm, I'm excited. And you get to learn unique stories. So mm-hmm. whether it was meeting pe- meeting a family when I was on the school board on learning different things, or now it's businesses on Superior Street that I've been partnering with, the unique stories that make up this region is, just makes us so fun to be a part of. How long were you in the news business? Uh, nearly 20 years. Um, so I started actually in high school uh, at the age of 15 as an intern, mm-hmm. uh, production assistant. Uh, my first on-air uh, news story ever was uh, I just turned 16, 
and got to interview Al Roker, uh, who had just released a book at Barnes & Nobles near where I grew up. Uh, and the station was crazy enough to let me uh, go <laughs> interview him, put the story together, uh, put my voice on it, wow. and they aired it. So, uh, yeah, almost 20 years. Wow. 20 years. Yep. <clears throat> Can you talk about pulling the trigger and walking away from that career and maybe some hesitations if you had any yeah so annie mentioned this earlier we talked about it um or you know we've talked about it over the years and i've always said you know i'm i'm never gonna leave news you know news defines me it's Mm -hmm. what i've done my entire life um you know i fell in love with news when i was in middle school um so to think about walking away from it um because i've I've done a lot of the jobs i've been a news anchor i've been a reporter uh producer who puts the newscasts together um and obviously news management but a lot of that also involved being creative uh telling stories um being the news photographer i like shooting my own stories so shooting the video uh putting the stories together writing them editing so that all came together as a part of the package yeah um so i never wanted to get away from that but then i got into management um, which was great. I saw a, a team of 40 uh, journalists in our two newsrooms at KBJR and CBS, and it was awesome. Um, but then I realized I, didn't, I wasn't able to be creative as much. I couldn't go out and do stories. I had to manage and, and make sure that our newsroom you know, was, was doing its yeah. job. So a couple of years ago, he was following some vloggers online and saw, thought, I'm, I'm, do you mind if I get a camera to do something off the, off the side? I thought... You know, I have a bunch of other things that I do. You need, actually, we had joked a lot at the beginning of a relationship. It was like, Kevin, what's your hobby? <laughs> and it's funny because years ago, I was, you know, I was into photography. I had a camera. I, I took, you know, pictures and, and doing the news part, going out and doing stories. That was my hobby was shooting the video aspect of it. Um, and I shot video from middle school on. That's what got me into TV news in the beginning. Um, so, yeah. Vloggers uh, went down the wormhole of YouTube. Uh, a lot of great online video creators, Peter McKinnon um, and Chris Howe, and just was like, oh, I forgot about this part of what I like and what I, what I do and what drives me. So my wife let me get a camera. <laughs> and I had some fun. Uh, she joked that I went out and shot a lot of um, trees and sticks. You did. <laughs> a lot of trees and sticks and waves. We kind of live somewhere. Yeah. We live in the sticks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. Um, I really got into the photography part and then uh, realized, oh, I can go back to shooting some more video. And we started talking and I started dreaming and we started dreaming. And uh, end of 2019, we came up with a business plan that had like a five-year goal of, all right, this is how we can do this. This is maybe the exit for news at some point. Mm -hmm. He Um, says five year. I said five to seven. And he said a couple of years. And I said, let's be careful. (laughs) It turned into a year and a half, by the way. And (laughs) and I'm going to brag you up for a moment. True or false, you actually have won some Emmys. Yes. For newscasting, correct? For for reporting uh, and for newscasts. uh, The one I guess I'm most proud of. I was in Connecticut reporting, left, and came to work here in Duluth. But the, one of the last stories I did was about a seven-year-old dirt bike racer. Um, and so for people who know me know that I'm not a sports person at all. So this Emmy was for a sports feature in New York, which was awesome, but funny at the same time. Um, but yeah, so that's one of a couple of awards. Um, other ones have really been teamwork. And it teamwork. turns out that she's, it was Dixie D'Amelio from TikTok. She actually happened to be the person in that. And so a couple of months ago, he shared it. So, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so D'Amelio That family. is cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> got to interview all of them when, um, when hmm. you know, at one point in their lives, yeah. Right. A, a long time, I mean. Yeah. Pre-dancing. He's not getting the calls now, but. No, it's been 2008, <laughs> so. Yeah. But also, you know, he led the coverage uh, when, unfortunately, Husky had the refinery fire. He led both teams in wall-to-wall coverage, morning, night, overnight, um, bringing in food, making sure people were set and safe, um, and making sure our region was safe. And so he has a lot of trust that people have built in him. He's the, mm-hmm. he's the guy that people know. His face was on a bus uh, for a long time. That's <laughs> when I say that. But it did, he actually tried breaking up with me after we got together, and his face kept going by on the bus. <laughs> subtle reminder. Yeah, subtle reminder. But anyway, it turned out, it turned out pretty great. That said... Um, what he isn't talking about is that he was enjoying, it was neat to watch him lead. And then he would, that you could see that kind of, he was really committed and committed to news. But then when he would do creative things, it, you would see the life come back out in him. And there's something about, I've heard a lot, a lot about in marriage and in connections that you have to invest in what brings life to people. And that's really what you do in a community too, right? You, you know, the world's deepest um, your calling is where the world's deepest hunger is. And so where can I support my husband to step into this? And then he's able, it's been neat because now he's able to bring me in with different experiences and we can partner on this. And I'm like, oh, I'm using this other part of my brain I forgot about when we're talking with this. And it's really fun. It's, it's become a fun partnership. Yep. That's really cool. So Monday, June 7th, this is day one of day the new one. venture. <laughs> yep. What was it like? Matt brought it up, did you sleep in the beginning, but what was it like waking up this morning, both of you knowing you're, this is a new venture, this is day one? He was a little irritated there was no milk for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of office am I working in? <laughs> no milk. No. I, it, was, it was neat to wake up and know that he was going to do something that he loved, and we had a chance to celebrate him Friday night with some of our dear friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting to hear different people's stories about how he's affected their lives is great. Um, but it's fun to see where we're going next. And um, that, that was really fun. I, I was pretty anxious. And then today I sent him a note and said, wow, I'm breathing a little better. I guess you having two full-time jobs, because he's been working a ton. Is, I'm glad we get you back a little bit more. Yeah, you know, and I think waking up this morning, it felt like another normal day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andy and I have been working hard at this for the past year and a half, trying to figure this out and how this is going to go. And we've lined up clients. We, I, I have work. I am going out to do shoots um, or editing projects or putting the final touches on, on launching the business, which we plan to do this week, you know, officially announcing it. Um, so there's no shortage of work. Um, but it's nice to also know that, you know, yeah, by five, six o'clock, I could be done for the day, um, depending on what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I love what you said. You had you had clients lined up. I think that's so important that, and this is other feedback we've gotten too, that if you're going to make a change, a life change or a passion change, it's great to jump right into it, but have some sort of plan. Can you talk a little bit about, I guess, your process for having that yeah. plan? I'll actually talk about the, the crazy number story. So when Kevin and I were... Um, talking about this, I said, we've got to hit XYZ number. And I was doing a lot of research on like kind of intentions and what you put out into the world. And so we had this whole thing um, where I was like, okay, we need XYZ number to meet something. So we started meeting with a number of different clients and we got a, we got a client that was going to get us about halfway there. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, we're getting there, but Kev, you've got to secure 
a number of other people to, to get us to that. I, would, I was helping him, but... Tough boss. <laughs> no, I think it's... I think it's res- but I think it's responsible partner. Absolutely. I think it's, yep. you know, what we wanted to do was we wanted to launch in a way that was... We didn't want to be a flash in the pan kind mm-hmm. of business. We, we know our community. We, we have seen a need for video. We've seen a need for this. And so I was like, well, if we can do it, this will prove it. And I, I'm a big person of faith, too. So I was praying a lot about it and felt like, okay, if we hit this number. So mm-hmm. we, have the, we have a call with a client that we thought would get us halfway there. They called us a couple of days later and said, hey, actually, it's this number, which doubled that. And they, then they, so then we got it set. And then I was feeling a little more anxious, like, oh, maybe we need to go. And two hours later, they called and actually added onto it, and it hit that exact number. Wow. And that, like, it, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a God thing, if it's a kismet thing, if it's energy, all the things. Um, I really took time to meditate on that, and we talked it through and kind of made the decision to say, here's where we're going. And then a few days later, it was, we were getting some calls, and he's been, been very careful. He won't do anything that would compete with his last position. Mm-hmm. So when we started getting calls like that, we were very careful about it. Mm-hmm. And when we had to start turning people away, we thought, we have to stay together. We, we need to invest in, actually, we need to make this jump. And so we made it about six months to nine months earlier than we expected. Yeah. And what was really cool, the, the client that Annie was just talking about, um, that was just somebody who found um, when it was Kevin Jacobs and Creative Online. Um, back in January. So kind of out of nowhere. Wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that. We hadn't really talked much seriously about Story North Productions. That wasn't even a thought yet. Um, and then, you know, as, as things came together, we had some talks with some, uh, some mentors of ours. Um, we really started uh, hitting the ground running and just reaching out to the people that we knew that I've met over the years of working in TV news. Um, and so we're in a good position where Annie is from Duluth. She knows just about everyone and I, I've made a lot of good contacts over the years and so we're, we're lucky in that sense um, and that we've been able to keep these uh, relationships going um, but I think some advice too if somebody's listening they're like well I don't you know maybe the, I'm new to the city or new to the area don't be shy send an email and say hey I'm, I'm hoping to do this let's grab some coffee uh, people want coffee people want a beer once in a while and people like having conversations so I think you got to do that. And then if you don't have that network, when you finally get that call, ask them for three more names to talk to, but not in a smarmy way, just like who, who else needs to, who do you know that needs this service? Right. Yeah. And help, help grow that network. Mm-hmm. Really helpful. Yep. Especially with this community. And another common theme we've been hearing, even on this podcast, is like Duluth, they, we love each other. We want, if you succeed, we all succeed, especially in the entrepreneur and small business sector. Yeah, there's there's definitely like strong support. Um, mm-hmm. Rising Tide Society is they have a chapter here in Duluth, um, and I think their slogan and I may be slaughtering this, but community over competition, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. one of their big hashtags that they use. So, yeah, definitely that network is super important. Like, get involved, reach out to people that you think could be instrumental to your help. Yeah, right. I think I think in the the video production realm in Duluth, there are a lot of good companies that do great video uh and what i've seen just you know online is like there's a facebook group for northern minnesota filmmakers and there are um business owners who will share their equipment if somebody's like hey i need a microphone or i need a light or something happened with this and it's in the shop can somebody help me out people are willing to help out you just gotta ask Mm -hmm. so cool that just reminds me of when we had um uh dean on from um 
Mike and Jens. Mike and Jens. And Duluth Coffee Company helped. He let them use their back room just to, he's like, I don't have a place to make my product. He's like, use our space. That's awesome. Yeah. Really cool. And Kevin coming in clutch. We had some technical difficulties today. <laughs> the, the mixer just died. But Kevin came through helping us out. Thank you. Well, thanks to Annie who actually bought that um, USB charger for me at some point. <laughs> it came in handy. <laughs> Funny story about that. When I was younger, um, I think I was in high school. No, I was in college. And I was hired by actually an anchor woman who I worked with at a TV station. She was also a public speaker. She hired me to go out and shoot her event on Long Island. I showed up with my camera. I showed up with a half-charged battery. The battery died halfway through the event, so I couldn't record the entire thing. I went home, upset, bummed. My parents are like, well, this is a good reminder. Always make sure you have charged batteries, and that has always <laughs> stuck with me since then. So, you know, we all have technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, backup batteries. I was proud of you. I, I did. I had backup batteries and, and everything. Didn't it didn't work either. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. Um, so you had mentioned just a moment ago that there, there are other video companies here in the area. Um, and I think maybe you alluded to it earlier, but storytelling and branding. Um, would you say that that is how you primarily differentiate yourselves? Or what is it that you are offering? I do. So there's a, there's a high demand for video locally. And, and a lot of people that will fill a style for each different client. And so we, as story we do see that, that specific storytelling as a, as a space that we can fill. And then we're also very relational. So we see, our, see ourselves pulling in clients that are not just a one hit, but might be kind of an, what's your ongoing story? Mm-hmm. You know, how, does, how does your family grow? Just like, how does your business grow? It was interesting listening to um, Mike Smizek talk about how they're really involved with, maybe it's the early early point on, or maybe it's five years in. Um, we're in for it, like any part of diff- people's stories to help them tell it. And your stories change every day. Yeah, I think the important part too is one video may not give you the results that you're looking for. There might be a series and it could be, you know, let's do a couple of videos this year and then next year we'll do a new series of videos. So, um, yeah, to Annie's point, relationship uh, relationship building is super important uh, for our business. And the shift in the market too. So one of the one of our biggest clients this last year that really started it rolling was. So you'd think in the pandemic you wouldn't build a business, and actually the the shift in the need for video was so strong. So yes, everyone was on Zoom, but we were working with a woman that was doing. Um, she did a lot of uh, tables and sales of of, of a product. And so we helped her make videos to talk to her clients and her network. And she invested in us really early. Very kind. We love her. Um, and, and to see her, Kristen Hall, I should say, uh, 12 Stones, has just been wonderful. And she invested in us early. And we kept that relationship. And now it's neat to see her have continued her business throughout that year. And we thought, maybe more people need that. And so that's where we were able to pull that and, and build our business to get to where we are now. We're reading a book right now, The Little Red Book of Selling by... Jeffrey Gittimer, and there is a quote in there that you guys just touched on. Um, it is, make a sale, earn a commission, make a friend, earn a fortune, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. So by building those relationships, continuing sales, reoccurring sales, and really harvesting those relationships is so key. So yeah, I think the important part to that is just 
it's not all about the money in the end. It, it is about the relationships um, <laughs> and caring about the clients that we're working with um, and hearing them and what they want and being able to solve their problems. Yeah. Is there, as you were just telling, saying that, is there a, a, a growth plan? Is there a point in time where, is there, I guess, a, a point where if you can't give the client certain needs, is that when you'll expand? Or do you see this as such an opportunity that you could expand quicker than you think? I think we're being really careful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just going to say, let's, let's start by having milk in the office first. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. <laughs> I would say that, um, so an important part of our story overall is that Kevin's dad and mom both own businesses. And so this oh. is new to me. I was raised by a mama who was a teacher. She was, she's amazing. And so as somebody been, that's been very stable. And so what his parents, his dad shared with us um, along the way was, there's an answer that comes to this, by mm -hmm. the way. But his dad said, um, never, never turn down a $1,000 job because someday that could be something else. So there's n pretty much like no job is too small. Mm -hmm. Maybe something like a Paw Patrol. No, Papa's too small. No, Papa's too small. Anyway, um, looking, not turning that away and building relationships, but really this first year is really, we want to hone in making sure we have that baseline of strategy and baseline of make sure our books are set, make sure that mm -hmm. we're not, again, like a flash in the pan. And so we have, we're being very careful about our, our book that we have now of, of clients, working on a backlog for the coming year. And I think that we'll meet with, we're going to be meeting with different resources. There's a ton of resources in our region, whether it's small business development or the entrepreneur fund, there are opportunities for people to help coach you. And so we'll be looking, I think we touched earlier on mentors and it's, we'll be, we'll be meeting with mentors along the way, but probably bringing somebody else to do video before, uh, to support with video intake um, mm -hmm. or video with shooting video, um, probably bring someone in like that um, sooner than later to help out. Got it. That's a really good tip. All right, I'm gonna dive back into something that I said we were gonna come back to. <laughs> um, so you actually are listed as the owner of yes. the business. I know. And some people listening might wonder, well, why is that? Um, can you talk about the benefits of that? We are just learning about this. So I think one of, one of the biggest things, so I'm technically president and director of strategy, and he is... You have to say it just like that. So yep. And Kevin is founder and creative director. Um, we really, so I've been somebody throughout my career, and actually Kevin has helped a lot of, has supported, we really believe in women in leadership. I've been in that, and it's something to say... Uh, to, sh to show other people that women can lead organizations and are able to do it. Um, there's also a networking available for organizations um, to do this. And I really am, he may be going out to, to catch a video, but I'm incredibly involved in where we're going with, with our strategic direction. It also helps, um, you, you're able to access um, different uh, benefits within, uh, you can qualify, uh, on, on different programs, et cetera, yep. to be able to get jobs. Mm -hmm. and uh, I, But I want to be really clear that it's not... Some people do it, and they're like 99.9% .9 men, and then it's just like a woman on paper. Right. Um, and bless that woman who's doing that, because she probably actually has all the really good ideas. No offense, <laughs> sitting with three men. But... Um, <laughs> 
it, it was important to us to both be publicly a woman-owned company, and also it will help our business in the long run. Yeah. And it goes back to the whole director of strategy and just Annie's experience where um, even if it's a project that where she may not be involved, there may be an agency where I'm just doing a lot of the, the actual work, just to be able to bounce ideas off of Annie and um, uh, talk to her about different projects uh, is super important, and it just it makes sense. Yeah, and it also, from a female's perspective, it gives you a whole other way to look at things, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I initially, I was going down the path of, hey, a woman-owned business, you get tax breaks in, but it is super cool to see you involved in taking the leadership role. I think that is going to be extremely beneficial. And, and but, someone has to keep me in line. Right, Absolutely. of course. <laughs> We're always going to have our half. <laughs> Before we get too far away from that question... Um, I'm going to talk, and I have insight to your guys' relationship. Um, your background, Kevin, is Danish. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've heard you guys say is Huga. Oh, you're close. <laughs> Huga, yeah. Huga. Uh, can, can we talk about that and how that basically ties into your business because it's it's an important aspect of your culture and as a married couple, like, and working together, that can be stressful. So can you talk on that aspect? Skal vi en hyggelig aften? Yeah, tak skal. A little so Danish for you. Kevin's a dual citizen of the U.S. and Denmark. Interesting fact. Um, and actually, English is his second language. And one of the big values in Denmark is hygge, which H-Y-G-G-E. A lot of people say higgy or hygge or hygge. Or like... It's, the horn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really the the definition a lot of people say is the, what do they say it is? It's sort of a, a cross section of uh, cozy, comfort, um, and a glass of wine and a fire. <laughs> but what we've taken it in our relationship is that wherever we are, we want to have huga. So while we're having this conversation with you guys, you we're talking and looking one another in the eye. We're having discussions. And actually, huga creates resilience. And so we don't always talk about the business. At t- Sometimes I have to say, Kev, we are just <laughs> going to watch Love Island Australia. <laughs> I mean, maybe I should say we're just going to watch, I don't know, uh, something not as nerdy as that. No, we the, love The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. Tonight. Yes. <laughs> oh, we got to wrap up. I got to go home and watch that. <laughs> um, it's, it's so much more about that. The Huga is people's stories. It's having people on a Friday night when it's super hot outside and you can just sit and have a beer together or a glass of water or it's taking a hike. Um, and we, what we want with the client experience is that they walk into a situation that can feel stressful and make them already feel like they've just already taken a deep breath. Mm-hmm. And how do they feel present? And how do they feel loved and cared for and served? And that's what's super important. So a lot of times, like, we'll, we'll go do a family video shoot, and Kevin is the guy that's, like, doing all the details. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be eye-to-eye with this three-year-old. Mm-hmm. This three-year-old's going to be my best friend so that their parents can get the shot that they want. Um, and that's and that makes the parents feel seen and loved and heard mm-hmm. and cared for because someone's paying attention to their kiddo or to them or if it's or if it's the client that's really nervous. How how are we? Oh, you're doing so great. Oh, girl, you're on it. You know, how can we we bring that huga to each set and then into doing our business? We're not. There's other other places in town. We can all sit at a fire and talk about it. 
we want to be partners with these different video businesses. We want to work on that on that rising tide. I, I think that's a phenomenal thing that Bailey has built, and I'm just blown away by what creatives have done and want to be part of that. I love that Annie is so well-spoken when it comes to Huga and what it is and what it means, right? Um, it's growing up, it's sort of an unspoken thing. You know it's there uh, with my family, with my parents. Um, but then to hear Annie describe it, it just makes so much sense. And it, 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 she's absolutely right. It's just, um, it's a way of life. It's sort of an unspoken thing that, you know, like Annie said, sitting here talking, having a cup of coffee, that's huga. Um, if you go sit around a fire with some friends, that's huga. You can also have a hookly time with your coworkers, right? Um, if you're having lunch with them or with your family. So yeah, it's just, it's a really cool thing to be able to, to bring that aspect into the business. It's a deep breath. Just. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I could totally see that helping and on the other side of it too, for your clients of you're helping them enjoy that experience. Like it's not a stressful experience. Like they need to stop, enjoy the process where they're at and then they might, you know, it's, it's a cool thing to do for a business. And mm-hmm. by having Huga yep. that lowers their guard or having that family portrait or the parents are just so concerned about their kid not acting up, but you looking them in the eye and they can just like take a deep breath, mm-hmm. enjoy the moment, enjoy the experience. So. And I know you both have cute kiddos mm-hmm. and there's something about, even if they're being a little naughty in that moment, that's actually the picture you want <laughs> because they're going to make that face. And they're going to do something, but you're yep. going to remember that moment and you can usually <laughs> get them out of it. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's really cool. Really yeah. cool. If there was one piece of advice that each of you could give those that are listening, and, and this could be for somebody that's just about to take the leap, somebody that's been in the industry for 20 years and switching industries, what is that one piece of advice you could give them just to give them that nudge? I think you need to spend a lot of time thinking about what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, and what's the long-term goal or plan. Um, don't let your current situation dictate what you are thinking about doing. If you're upset with what you're currently doing at, at your job, um, jumping off may not necessarily be the best answer for that. Um, so really think about what you're going to do, um, why you want to do it. Um, and then obviously, you know, seek out help, seek uh, people who are currently doing what you want to do and find out what their hurdles are or their stress points and, and what their, um, you know, happy points are too. That's really good. And I think kind of come in with a servant heart, find people where they're at and also serve yourself in that you don't have to have like everything high tech right away. So Kevin has worked out of a, uh, off a 2012 Mac that he's been updating. I could, I could tell you all, I wish I could tell you all the upgrades that he's nerded out (laughs) on the couch with me. But, um, until we got to the point, we didn't overinvest. We've been really, really careful. So to not, because you can flip something really quickly. Um, and so master with the content or master with the stuff that you have, become a master at that. And then when you have the money, invest in that next step. That's what has helped us. That's how you don't become that flash in the pan. And we're, I mean, we're just starting, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. we've now gotten to the point where we, every time we get something, we, we save up and we pay it off right away. I love that both. Yeah. Awesome. Tips. Super awesome. Um, me and Ryan took a course before we started this podcast. And one of the examples is to your point, Annie is utilize what you have. Um, they t- gave the example of a photographer having only a $300 camera and 
utilizing the shit out of that camera, learning it, learning aperture, rather than going out and buying the $5,000 camera right off the bat, right? It just gives you such a better baseline to start out. So super Mm -hmm. good. Um, One of the questions I had is, I know nothing about videography in a sense. I own a nice camera. Mm -hmm. You know, I bought a Nikon. I went out and how did you go about deciding what equipment to get and what would be sufficient for what you wanted to do? Because I think anybody that is interested in videography, where do you start? Because there's, it's overload. You go onto Google and type in, oh, 2021, best videography <laughs> camera. Mm-hmm. And they give you a list of like 30 cameras and you're like, well, I'm done. All right. Yep. <laughs> it's a great question. And Annie has uh, felt the brunt of the research over the past couple of years when it comes to cameras. So she knows she's learned a lot uh, <laughs> when it comes to it. Um, I think in the beginning, uh, I relied a lot on, you know, again, the YouTubers who are doing, um, you know, social media content creation. You know, they all have these suggestions. They all pitch these different cameras. I went with one camera. It was great for a little while. Um, And then it wasn't until I sat down with a good friend of ours uh, who also owns a video business. And I asked him, what do you use and what do you suggest? And it was a completely different brand. Uh, Never thought about making that switch. And I did. Um, And... I would never go back now. So I think, again, you know, reaching out to those people who already do it, um, you know, you can rely on getting some ideas from the web and from other people, but go to people you trust um, who do it, who make money, who have a business mm-hmm. with it, and then go from there. And keep a list of the things that you want that are on that list that are great, and then work with someone else that's good at prioritizing investments. So we have a list of things that are like, okay, here's where we're going. Okay, what, where are we headed next? What's the most important? So for example, Kevin wanted to invest in aerial photography by getting a drone. And initially yeah. it was like, oh great, mm-hmm. let's get this tiny little one. It's, it's the right one, you know? Um, and I thought it was a price point I felt comfortable with. Well, then as we discussed it, it was like, oh, do we get this $500 one or we, do we get the $2,000 one? Because what is that return on investment going to be? Mm-hmm. And we made the right decision, and now there's a bunch of new drones coming out, and man, we still feel comfortable with mm-hmm. the one that we have. Right. And so that was a lot of planning and preparation. Um, and then it also goes back to Kevin, and both of us really value the idea of being teachable, and so really trying to understand from other people what's the best versus, oh, I just I read this, I know it's great. Mm-hmm. Really talk to people that do it. If, and, and, and if someone is... A jerk to you in response well keep going don't say negative things about them just keep moving on and find the next person because we live in a community that is so loving and wants to see people succeed mm-hmm. and so you'll you'll find people that want to do that call us if you want sure you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're around yeah and i and i think that for anybody listening if you're not from duluth yes we do have a strong community here but overall I believe that people want to help and whatever Mm -hmm. community you're in, if you surround yourself with the right people and you reach out, you'll find those individuals that want to help regardless where you're at. Mm -hmm. And if you're that person that wants to help other people, you attract those people. You know, positivity breeds positivity in the same way negativity breeds negativity. So if you come in and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to go on this podcast. I've never been on a podcast. I'm going to be a little bit sweaty and nervous, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> like, and you see your friends diving in and doing something that they're behind. Get behind them and they'll get behind you and you just, you keep rolling. And 
and you got to hustle. There's a lot yeah. of hard work. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sweat, sweat that goes into it too. Not just from being on a podcast for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the light. <laughs> if you could envision your avatar, who is Story North Productions? What's their personality? What are they? What are they about? They like a smooth glass of bourbon, and I know. (laughs) Well, I like them already. Okay, so Story North Productions is like super nerdy. They, um, they either have a cup of coffee or or a glass of wine in their hand, Um, or maybe both. Or maybe both. Um, And they're just like somewhere in between. Like they've got just like a, they're standing with a door open. Like they're just opening a door. And and they, whoever it is, you're, we're inviting them in to share who they are so that we can share it with other people out of who we are. I think that's what it would be. And I think this kind of goes off of what you said earlier, but, um, you know, Story North Productions is something or somebody that really wants to see um, its clients do really well, right? So kind of a cheerleader uh, of sorts. Um, Our slogan is elevate your story. And so we want to see people succeed and clients succeed. Yeah. Elevate your story. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners, if they're interested in videography or looking for video production, how would they get in contact with Story North Production? Great question. Um, they can head to our website, uh, storynorthproductions.com. Um, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. Um, an email is usually the best way to start the conversation. Um, but we like connecting with people on the phone or in person. Um, I think you have a better conversation. You learn a lot more that way. Um, and it's not just about showing up and shooting video that like we talked about earlier. There is a lot of thought process. There's a lot of digging um, that goes into building that relationship. And then we go from there to figure out, okay, how can we best uh, use video to solve this client's problem? Awesome. All right, guys. If you had to tell us what your superpower is and what makes you guys successful, whether it be individually or as a duo, what would your superpower be? Uh, So my superpower is no ego. Um, and I think this goes back. This goes back to another Danish term we're going to learn on this show today. So there's huga, right? <laughs> uh, in Denmark, there's an unwritten law called jentelo, which basically translates to "you're no better than your neighbor." Um, so no egos, um, no competition. Um, you know, your neighbor may have a bigger SUV or lawnmower, but that doesn't make them any different or any better. They're still the same person. Um, so I. I I take pride in that yentelo um, and just wanting to uh, be on the same level with everybody. And he works super hard <laughs> along the way. <laughs> um, I would say the ability to meet people and connect with them and help them feel loved and comfortable in that moment. So, and that's, um, yeah. How can we just having, helping people feel seen whether it's in a moment or if it's a long conversation, how can people feel seen and loved and cared for? That's, that's me. Those are great. Thanks. Bonus question. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> what does Story North mean to you? 
I think for me, it means um, hard work, dedication, passion, drive, um, and the ability to help other people in the community, businesses, organizations, uh, get their message across. Um, we've talked about it a number of times. We want Everybody wants to succeed. We want to see each other succeed. Um, so I think this is another um, part of the equation. I agree with all that. And I think it's it means a culmination of a lot of dreams that our parents had for us. You know, my mom always saying to me that I could do what I wanted to do and then would back that up by having my back. And his parents doing the same thing, buying his first camera when he was in, in middle and high school mm-hmm. um, and supporting along the way. It's, it's a culmination of a lot of dreams. And then it's that open door, like I said, it's our avatar. It's both people being able to come into us, but then what's our open door into the world? Where do we get to go from here? Um, and as exciting and as scary as that is, um, it, it just means opportunity out of a lot of sacrifice that our families have made to help us get here too. And a lot of hard work on her that we've done too. Absolutely. You nailed it because you answered the, the other question that I had attached to that. So, no, that is super awesome. I think that what you guys have going is great. And I mm-hmm. think it was super cool that what Story North is to you, it's about serving individuals and helping individuals. Um, so, thank you guys so much. Yes, for thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having being us. Here. Awesome. And that's a wrap on this episode with Kevin and Annie from Story North Productions. Wow. What a great, great story from, from the news world, from the community world, both coming together and starting this company. Uh, had a great conversation with them. We enjoyed it. I uh, hope you did. Again, find us at Finding Fire Podcast, and please leave us a review. Thank you.